0: Friends, welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life, a key gospel passage in the whole mystery of Christmas we will read today. And we're going to draw from it the cornerstone of the culture of life, and it's something that you and I live each day. Thank you for joining us. Leave your prayer intentions, if you like, in the comments, because as we do this, We want to be praying for one another very specifically. And let's put ourselves in the Lord's presence in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for choosing Mary and for accomplishing through her cooperation, the incarnation. We thank you God for taking upon yourself our human nature and for giving us a share in your divine nature. And by this exchange of gifts, laying the foundation for our salvation and this exchange now represented in the tradition of gift giving at christmas it is about this greatest of gifts our share in divine life as you share our human life thank you lord god for this great exchange thank you for the lessons it brings thank you for raising up human life to the very heights of Your divinity, the very heights of Your throne. May that transform our culture into one which likewise, in all our actions and words, in all our laws and public policies, raises up human life with affirmation, with dignity, with protection and reverence, rather than casting it down, destroying it or rejecting it. Forgive us all our sins, set us on the path of holiness, and enable us to enter into Your Word today with strength. Through Christ Jesus our Lord, the God who comes to us. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your kinswoman Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then... The angel departed from her. And so salvation is promised through the conception and birth of a child. Deliverance is promised through a pregnancy. A pregnancy based on a plan. For Mary, this was very unplanned, wasn't it? But for God, this was the plan from all eternity. He would save us through a pregnancy, through a birth, through a child, but through an acceptance. It is clear here and and constantly understood by the church that Mary's consent here, her yes, her willingness to accept a plan made by God is what then at that moment brings about the incarnation. This is when Jesus becomes human, obviously nine months before his birth. So the event we read about today is actually celebrated by the church each year on or around the 25th of March, nine months before Christmas. The point here for the culture of life is that it is God's choice that overshadows our choice. The angel uses the word overshadow. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow Mary, but we can see other dimensions in that word. It is God's choice overshadowing her choice. Now, she does make a choice here. She's consenting, and this is so critically important. She says, may it be done to me. In Latin, fiat. We talk about her fiat. It's her yes, it's her declaration, may it be done to me. But notice what that says. It's, it's may it be done to me, passive voice. God is prior in his choice to Mary in hers. Her choice is subsidiary to God's. He chose first. He planned first. Then she adjusted her plans. He spoke first. There is a dialogue here between Mary and the angel. It's not combative, but it is instructive because Mary is asking a question. I don't intend to have relations with a man. how, How am I going to conceive a child? Don't worry, the angel says. This will be the Holy Spirit. So there's a dialogue here. There are words exchanged But notice the end, she ends up saying, God's word is primary over mine. May it be done to me according to your word. Brothers and sisters, see here the cornerstone of the culture of life, of the kingdom of life, which is Jesus' kingdom. Because in Jesus' kingdom, God has the first word. Our word is in obedience to him. God's word creates and changes things and gives life. We are on the receiving end. May it be done to me. It's not the assertion of pro-choice. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm in charge. My world revolves around me. That's pro-choice, and that's also called selfish. Self-centered. And in as much as it is self-centered, it's anti-God. Because religion and worship and Christianity and the path of salvation and holiness mean obedience to God. God is the center of gravity, not me. It's not, be it done to me according to my word, my rights, my life, my body, my choice. You can hear the mantra of the other side. No, it's may it be done to me according to a word that I didn't speak yet, a plan that I didn't make yet, a desire that I didn't come up with yet. May it be done... According, O God, to the word that you have spoken first. This is the culture of life. Every child, there's no such thing as a baby in the womb who's a mistake. Now, people may have committed mistakes, even sins, that ended up resulting in that baby, but the baby himself, herself, is always part of God's plan. And accepting a pregnancy that is either unplanned or just seems unbearable, is indeed the culture of life. Lord, because I trust in you, I trust in your power, I'm going to reach out for the help of others, and I am ultimately the handmaid of the Lord. I am the servant of the Lord. doesn't mean people don't have any say in making plans uh, for their families. You know, the church understands parents need to evaluate the circumstances of their health, their finances, their obligations, responsibilities. But there's always that generosity, that openness to life. Planning is one thing, rejecting God's plan is another. These are two different things. It's compatible with accepting God's plan to also plan. Yourself, not to use any methods that would contradict the meaning of human sexuality or destroy it in any way. But the point is that all our choices are indeed subject to God's. He chooses first. Jesus said this elsewhere when he said to, in the choice of his uh, uh, disciples, it is not you who have chosen me. It's not pro-choice. It is not you who have chosen me. I chose you to go and bear fruit that will last. Jesus made it clear that he chose them first. They're choosing him only because he already chose them. And doesn't St. Paul make this clear? When he says God chose us in him, in Christ, from the foundation of the world, from all eternity. When did God choose you or the babies in the womb right now? to exist there wasn't a point in time that he chose them or us to exist but from as long as he has been God in the eternity of his existence as God he had already chosen us that's a that shows how abortion is a slap in the face to God I don't care Lord what you planned for all eternity no we don't go down that road Be it done to us according to his word. Let's chant the antiphon for today. O key of David, who opens and no one can close, who closes and no one can open. Opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners who sit in the darkness, the prison, the shadow of death. O clavis David, et sheptrum domus Israel, qui aperi nemo claudit, claudis nemo aperit. Veni et educ vinctum, De domo carceris sedentum in tenebris et mortis. Lord, we need to be set free from the myth, from the lie, that it is our choices that matter more than yours. We need to be set free from the idea that freedom itself means asserting ourselves. You taught that those who exalt themselves will be humbled. You taught that pro-choice would be humbled. But that those who humble themselves, those who like Mary say fiat, let it be done according to your word, not let it be done according to mine, are the ones who will be exalted. Exalted with true freedom, exalted with the blessing of life, exalted with eternal salvation. Exalt us, Lord, we humbly ask. Submit us to your word, let us understand that is freedom. And protect every unborn child, Lord God, who is an expression of your will, your choice, your plan, your word. And may our choices and words, plans and desires, be in perfect harmony with that. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Happy Advent, friends. We're only days away from Christmas now. Let us uh, really ask the Lord's blessing. We'll be praying for you. Join us again tomorrow here and spread the word that we may uh, continue to grow our audience. Thank you for joining me. Connect with me each day on social media at Pavone, for many other posts, information, and inspiration. Talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast.